for sure the biggest one has been to really carve out times where you're absolutely not talking about business. So for me, it's like 6 p.m. The business day is done. We're like into family time or into dinner time. Unless there's some big emergency, like we're done. And same in the mornings. I try to really like hold sacred, you know, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever it is. Like this is not business time. This is like let's, let's be with each other. Let's be with our family. So I think that's been really important. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. episode of being in business with your partner or your spouse. And I have a conversation with Robin Fan Costanzo. You might recognize that last name. She is the spouse and partner of my dear friend and colleague, Corey Costanzo. And they share the business Still Point Wellness Spa here in Asheville, North Carolina. And I thought this would be a good conversation to have because many people are venturing and experiencing having a business and a livelihood with their spouse or their partner. And there are challenges and tribulations as well as joys and benefits, which we discuss. So let me tell you a little bit more about Robin. Robin is a senior instructor at Esalen uh, Institute who has been practicing and teaching Esalen Massage since 1993. Robin has a background in dance, yoga, somatic therapies, with a specialty in trauma resolution. And in 2012, Robin was inducted into the World Massage Festival Hall of Fame. As I said, Robin lives here in Asheville, North Carolina with her husband, Corey, and her two daughters. And you can find out much more about Robin in my show notes. And before we get on to this episode and conversation, I want to remind everybody that you can go to my website, prepo.com, and you can sign up for my newsletters there. You can also check out my therapy practice and my coaching practice. And if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can contact me through that. And I really appreciate all of you that are supporting the podcast, sharing it to your friends and family that you believe will find benefit of that. And if you are inclined to also support the podcast financially, which is greatly appreciated, you can go to my website, prepo.com, hit the podcast page and the support the podcast button. You can leave a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation. And I have been reading a book that my sister bought me for my 60th birthday a few weeks ago. And it's called Clarity and Connection by Young Pablo. And I'd like to just read a little insert from that that I read this morning. And it says, 
Real love is not always glamorous. It is about being there when it counts. Like when you have a tough day and your partner sits quietly next to you, holding your hand, listening closely as you reveal your worries, your inner struggles, and your brightest dreams. Don't we all want that? Yeah, to give the best of our love to our partner. Whoa, whoa. You got the best of my love. Whoa, whoa. Mmm, you got the best of my love. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, let's try to give the best of our love to the people that we love. Okay, everybody, here we go. My conversation with Robin Fan Costanzo. Being in business with your partner. Mmm, let's talk about it. really glad that that you wanted to do this um, this focus in this theme because for me it's prevalent so much in my work and people that I meet as well as I just think it's shifting in in our culture about partners and spouses working together and the challenges and the joys and the, all the wonderful write-offs that you could do when you go when you go out for dinner, right. but but the real challenge of like how how have you navigated some of the the boundaries of like th- this is our personal life, this is our business life. How much do you let overlap? When do you call time out and said no? You know we're getting we're bit too much business partners in this conversation, and I miss my partner or. Uh, I'm just curious of like, is that a cog- cognizant thought? Oh yeah. <laughs> every day, every yeah. day it's a thought. And um, every day it's it's a bit of a moving target, to be honest. And it's um, probably as partners and business partners, it's probably our biggest challenge as well. Uh, because it's, you know, owning our own business it's a slippery slope that can happen. And we often, um, our, our practice is to, as soon as someone identifies it, you know, that's kind of, we're like, oh, we're hitting the slippery slope right now. And it just, it happens so fast, you know, where we're, you know, waking up, sitting and having our cup of coffee and relaxing. And, you know, it's early morning, you know, we're trying to hopefully just having like a quiet, peaceful moment together. And then one person, just makes a seemingly innocent comment. <laughs> Why do you got to bring that up right now? I'm home. I'm not in the office. <laughs> and it have, and you know, because we work a lot at home as well. So mm-hmm. I think for us particularly, that's why it can be very slippery. Um, because a lot of the work, Corey sees his clients at home and most of our business meetings are from home. Uh, so... Yeah, so it it happens so fast, and usually, um, I tend to be a little more of a, uh, a little get more upset about it than than Corey. Corey actually never seems to get upset about it. Hmm. To be honest with you, hmm. I think he would be happy talking about work all the time. Mm-hmm. I think he really um, loves what he does so much, and he is just so his mind is jumping all over the place from, you know, from thing to thing that I think he could 
I really think he could probably talk about work anytime, hmm. anywhere. I tend to be be a little more, I like to compartmentalize. And so it's very hard for me, like when I start putting my mind into something, I like dive in deep into that particular whatever we're talking about. And yeah. I want to like throw my whole, everything into it. I want to think about it deeply and talk about it. And and um, so for me, it's more important to hold a boundary than for Corey. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, did, did you... Did you always think that you were going to work together when you met each other? You know, there's a lot of people that have this idea, you know, this wonderful idea. Oh, we have these compatibilities that we're going to open up this kind of venture together or do this work together. Was that part of your story with Corey? Well, yes and no. So when we met, when we met early on, um, I was teaching yoga and he played the didgeridoo. And so I early on in our relationship invited him in to, to uh, play didgeridoo while I was teaching yoga. And so we, I loved having this creative work, kind of work collaboration with him. And quite honestly, when we, when we do work together, not always, but in that situation, like in a teaching situation, I think we bring out the best in each other, probably because we're being watched, you know, mm. by others that helps. Um, but we seem to be able to really have a lot of mutual respect for each other's perspectives in those settings. And so it feels very collaborative and creative and exciting um, to do that. And so, you know, I would, I would started bringing him into my teaching and, um, and, but it, if you would have asked me, are you going to own a spa together? Like I never anticipated that. That was a bit unexpected. Um, but yeah, I, so, but I always, we always loved collaborating in that way. And, and, you know, and then we ended up owning this spa together. And um, so our worlds kind of came together at that point. Hmm. And, um, you know, it's been an interesting dance, if you will, you know, trying to navigate. And, you know, I think there's some ways we're really successful and some ways we're, we're not as successful. <laughs> Less here. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it is important to recognize these are our strengths that we do Mm -hmm. well together. And this is where we're we're kind of clashing or you know, we're resistant. Like is this where we're gonna try to move through this or actually not? Like delegate out, do something different. So I'm curious, like where do you feel that you do excel together in the business and where's the challenges? Yeah. Well, once one thing we we did early on, which I think was really successful, is um, we we brought in not a business partner so much, but a manager, a third person, and having that dynamic of three people really helps tremendously. So if it's just him and I, we can tend to polarize and butt heads, and you know you've got to see it my way, and I've got to see it your way, and you know that dynamic can happen. But when you can say, Ashley thinks also, like, that's a stupid ass idea. <laughs> yeah. And Ashley's so brilliant at, at being able to really see both our perspectives and hold this sort of middle ground of seeing the best of both sides. Or if she really feels one of us is off, she really calls us out on it and, and just names it. Like, I really agree with Corey on this one, or I really agree with Robin or you know, I think you're both right. And, and here's how I think we can combine both of your ideas. So I think that having that third person is really, really helpful. And that, and we didn't like 
consciously plan that out. It just sort of unfolded in our in our business. And it's really, I think, one of the saving graces, quite honestly, mm. of how we can how we've navigated um the relationship. And does any alliance get confused in that? Like or emotions get with that, let's say, let's say Corey doesn't communicate well with, with, with Ashley or some like coming in as, um, um, as a little Jiminy cricket of a consciousness and say, Hey, you know, I, I don't really like the way that that conversation went. Are, is there openness to hear that? Or is there a lot of challenges of like, look, you know, let me handle, this is the way I do business. Let me yeah. handle the way I do business. Yeah. You know, we, we early on one of the, um, the, again, another success was we identified as a business what we wanted our values to be. And one of our core values as a business is um, communication and effective communication. And we really practice what we preach. So certainly there's been times where, you know, Corey was annoyed with Ashley or Ashley was annoyed with Corey or me or, you know, whatever, or some dynamic was was frustrating. Um, and we've really successfully navigated that because we just really hold this value of like, you know what, if it's hard, you just sit with each other and take a breath and... Do you implement any of the Eslin styles of 100%. weather reports and uh, and work process? Oh yeah. Great. Like every time we sit down to have a meeting, we start with a little check-in. Yeah. Like, let's just check in. Like, how's it going? What's happening? What's alive for you today? We do that with each other. We do that with our staff. Um, in fact, right now we're going through our core values um, as a staff, and I'm we're we're diving in deep around these topics. The one we're doing right now is communication, and so we spent two hours, and we'll spend another two hours this week with our whole staff, talking about communication, effective communication, how to deal with conflict, um, how to receive appreciations, mm. how to give appreciations, um, stuff all stuff we learned from Eslin. Mm. And uh, I think that, that that's been really, yeah, really effective. We haven't so far, you know, no one's walked away and never turned back. So I guess- Any gestalt work oh, in, yeah. in, mm. in the process, in the group process? Absolutely, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. We introduced gestalt principles. Mm. So um, that's pretty much what we did last time. You know, I sort of set the stage for like, why are we doing this? And what are gestalt principles? And why would we use them? And Let's do a check-in and what, you know, if someone's sharing their experience, what do you do with yourself? You know, do you sit there and think about what you're going to say next? Can you share a little bit what like a gestalt yeah. process would be in, in your work group? In my work group? Well, you know, so one thing we always do when we have a, a full staff meeting is we we just do a check-in, right? Where we um, give everyone the opportunity to share um, for a few minutes what's alive for them, you know, not necessarily pertaining to work, but just in their world. Uh, I think this is this is a pretty unique thing that we do as a business. It's what happened at Eslin. So we brought that principle. And while that person is sharing, we encourage everyone else to really just really listen and be present with them and notice their body sensations while they're listening. Uh, and then when that person is sharing, to also share from their own experience. So we talk about I statements and the value of speaking from your own experience. Um, no advice given. No advice given. No, yeah, no. Not in the check-in. No, no. No advice giving. Uh, last time I introduced the idea of feedback, uh, which we normally don't do. And 
that it needs to come with permission. So if someone wants feedback and if you share feedback, it's like, oh, you're sharing when you were sharing that made made me rem- reminded me of, you know, my relationship with my grandmother, whatever it is, you know. Um, so that kind of idea of like not giving advice, but really again, sharing from your own experience. So, so that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, we do a lot of that with each do other. Do you do open seats at all in, in our work process? You no, know, we haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I'm going to say, I'm going to do another session with our staff and we're going to talk about how to receive constructive feedback from mm-hmm. each other. Um, that comes up a lot and we'll see if there's a need for some, you know, more uh, open seat type. Yeah, because I imagine that, let's say one one staff has a real challenge with the other staff member and if they're not willing or able to hear, you yeah. can go ahead and put that pillow there and they can just witness yes. that expression that that person wants to, to give them, but not directly. There's probably so many good yes. ways to be able to hold an authentic space of expression without a dialogue going back and forth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right now, you know, we're really, we have a lot of new staff, so we're really setting the stage stage of safety right now. And um, for them to even feel comfortable giving each other feedback. Mm. So, but yeah, that's, um, we'll create that space. And now that we have classrooms in our new business, we're going to um, have more and more offerings to, to, for the staff to come mm. and be a part of things like open seats or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm really like excited about what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's my my thought and my question. Like, yeah. I think like one of the biggest strifes is also around which people have it, money, money, money. Mm. Like how, how do you guys navigate that part of partners come in with their own money shit? Mm-hmm. So it's even more challenging in our partnership, let alone in a business. Is there one of you that has more strength or like, I'm going to take, I know the books, I'm going to do the books or is there any of that delineation or is there more collaborative around, around money? So yeah, that, that's another thing I think that's worked pretty well for us is we, there's, we're at the point in our business now where there's so many things to do that we have um, sort of said like, that's going to be your domain. So Corey loves, holding that perspective. We really look at it as different. I love holding the, the values perspective. I love coming from that place. Did you say like, holding or controlling? Hold, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Corey likes, likes controlling, controlling he, that perspective he, of money. He does. Life. He likes that part too. Yeah, so he really loves the financial piece. I get really triggered often, to be honest, um, around the financial piece. Not so much... Um, about money in general, but I get triggered around Corey's uh, way <laughs> with money. I don't know what <laughs> this is what you need to do, Robin, with the money, right? He, yeah. he, you know, and I, I have a lot of compassion and understanding. You know, I know his family. I know his family's history. I know their, their way with money. Um, and he, yeah, it, it triggers me. It triggers mm-hmm. me. So I just know that about myself. And so I just let him and Ashley do that part. Mm. <laughs> and unless I really need to be brought in around a financial decision, like, you know, I'm usually brought in for the big ones. Like what bonuses, you know, how much bonus should we give everyone this mm-hmm. year? What can we afford? Um, but really I let them do that part. So, 
you know, she'll do the books, he'll look at it. I stay out of that part. When it comes to like, what are our core values and how are we going to implement them? I love that stuff. That's my, that's my wheelhouse. And I just kind of stay with that. Do you carry the same stress around it or does he, does he hold the stress more around the money worry and you, are you the more buffer around? Yeah, I think he's holding enough stress for everyone in the neighborhood, everyone in Asheville. So he needs yeah. to float. I think. I think, I think he, needs he needs to, to float. float. Yeah. yeah, he needs to relax. That guy. Yeah, yeah. I, mm. you know, it's interesting. We just have such different relationships to money and backgrounds mm. um, that it's never been a stressful thing for me, really. You know, I think I don't know. I grew up. We didn't have much money. But my mom never sort of acted like that. It was just like, we've got what we need, you know? And there was just sort of an attitude of like, we got what we need. We got each other. You know, we didn't really, it wasn't, it wasn't a stressful thing, you Mm. know? But um, I think Corey's parents were immigrants from Italy. They came over. It was, it was a, they also lived in New York City. There's a lot of different expectations about what it means to be successful. So they worked really hard to make a lot of money and they have a lot of money and they still will drive across town to save 10 cents on a head of lettuce. You know, mm-hmm. that's just a different mentality. I'm like, I'm going to use more gas than that. I'm just going to go get the more expensive lettuce next door. But, you know, it's just different. We're just mm-hmm. different in that. And, and I can respect that, you know, even though it annoys me sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm curious too, what I run in with some couples um, in my work around this is some of them say, Hey, um, this is our business, our privacy business. I don't want you telling this person what's going on. And the other person says, don't control me in a way who I'm going to get advice or have to talk to. So sometimes there's this desire to keep within the, the, the business of the business, as opposed to getting support from the outside in some ways. Do you ever run into that aspect of like, hey, don't tell people right now about this is going on or I just want to keep that. And and if there is that, any, any kind of energy, how, does that carry over as a mirror in the relationship too? You know, uh, quite honestly, Corey and I are both pretty transparent. Um, we haven't had that so much. I think if anything maybe in that, I think that's the only time I've really seen that come up is Corey loves to get lots of advice on things. And um, he will, this is like the classic argument we have. Like there'll be something, like some issue will come up. Like, I know it can be like really almost anything. What kind of vacuum should we buy for the spa? Whatever. And I'll be like, I think we should buy this vacuum. And Corey will spend hours researching, asking all his friends, like hours and hours doing all this research, usually to come back and just get the one and say, I found the best vacuum ever. And it'll be the one I recommended. <laughs> and this is like our classic, classic thing, you know? And I'm like, all right, great. Good idea, honey. Um, so if anything, I think <laughs> Corey goes overboard with getting advice and taking stuff outside. But, you know, there are, there are certain things that you know, we really want to respect the privacy, of course, of our clients and our staff. And so there are certain things we try to really keep internal, just more out of respect 
mm-hmm. um, for our our clients and our staff. But when it comes to most things, we're pretty transparent, and Corey won't hesitate to seek out lots of advice and support. I'm just wondering how you how you deal with because what I deal that I that I love with Corey in some ways, but I just shake my head when we're out. We've got a oh, we go in. Let, let's go into this lobby. Oh my God, these chandeliers! You know, I'm thinking it's like every piece he's looking. At, yeah, that's a great idea. I think we need to implement that in the lobby. And I'm just wondering, wow, that must be he. That's his mode, like when he's out, right? All he's, the time. Yeah. yeah. All the time. He's looking, yeah, especially since we just finished this big construction, you know, he's yeah. like looking at the molding and the ceilings. And I'm just like, oh, can we just, can we just have dinner? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. How much of your date dinners are spent between conversations of work, kids, your relationship? I'm curious, like, are you cognizant of, of balancing that? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's tricky because what we've noticed, I mean, I think it's been, it's a little different now. We've taken a couple of vacations this month, so we have something else to talk about. But we sit down to go out on a date and because our life is so full of kids and, and work, we don't have a lot of other things kind of going on. And so we don't have a lot of other things to talk about. Mm. And um, unless we start talking about, you know, oh, remember... 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or whatever, you know? So we often, it's, we also have like, if we're like, okay, we're not going to talk about kids and work. We often have a lot of silence because it just like, it takes a little time to kind of feel like what's relevant. What do, what's, what else is there, you know, underneath all that daily busyness of work and kids. And so, yeah. So sometimes we'll just, we'll just, sit in silence and, you know, just chit chat a little bit, you know, and uh, I think I mentioned this last time we went on a vacation and it took like two days for us to kind of get underneath of all the the busyness of of our lives to kind of talk about other things Mm -hmm. that felt a little more vulnerable or, you know, um, that weren't about working kids. Mm. Yeah. Do you think it's an advantage of, let's say you have a strife in your personal relationship? A challenge I imagine is if a business decision or communication has to take place that day, you kind of got to do it. You kind of put aside a little bit of like, oh, you were just an asshole to me as my spouse, but you're my business partner and we have to make a business decision. So we're going to at least talk, be cordial. Does that help? with the bridging, because there's many couples that like really need the space. And I'm sure you take your space when you need the space, but is that a catalyst that helps come back in connection or does that also create, well, we're just kind of talking about the fluff more and we're really not getting down to the issues between us. You know, um, we're pretty good at compartmentalizing. (laughs) Good. I think that's, that's kind of what it takes too, you know, like, and I, and I have to be honest, like we're pretty kind to each other mm. mostly, which I, you know, I'm so grateful for like, you know, sometimes Corey just says something stupid or just, just being, you know, a little self-absorbed and I'm like, you know. He's just being Italian. Yeah, he's just being an Italian New Yorker. Um, <laughs> but mostly we're pretty kind to each other and, 
if I'm like getting irritated about something he's doing, like I can, I can pretty much set that aside. And I think vice versa, um, we can set it aside and make big business decisions. Not always. Sometimes I'm just irritated or he's, you know, irritated. And then, mm. you know, um, but I think at this, we're pretty good at like recognizing it and pausing and, I don't know. Like I'm just saying the other day we had to like, um, we had like a big important meeting that we were, had to do. And I had left Corey to sort of plan it or organize around it. And it was the morning, like two hours before the meeting. And I realized that he was going to bomb. Basically he had 40 pieces of paper in front of him and, um, too much information, you know, for this 30 minute meeting. Right. And I was like, oh my God, if I don't step in here, you know, I'm having my coffee at seven in the morning, but if I don't step in here, like it's going to be a disaster. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to just create some bullet points for you to just take into this meeting. You know, like got my computer. I'm like, okay, bullet points. I was like, okay, what's the most important thing? What do we want to say? Go. And, you know, he's jumping from fact to fact to study. I was just like getting so irritated. Mm. <laughs> I just, it was, it was really hard for me. Um, so I had to just like, be like, okay, just keep breathing. You know, mm. I had to coach myself a little, you know, cause really what I wanted to do is just sit and have my coffee and chill. Um, but I, I recognized like if we were going to be successful, it was going to take some teamwork. And so I had to put that aside and yeah. Well, I think that's a big thing too. Like when you recognize that you do work well as a team that, you can show up in both parts of your lives, you know, a team as parents, team as a couple, team as business people. And I think that that has to be recognized. Many people don't recognize, they push it. They push the, you know, we should be a, a good team in business, but part of it is also, they're not really a good team in many ways mm -hmm. in their strengths and, and support with them in their personal lives. I know that when Rainbow and I would start to do some uh, courses together and it was our first collaboration I would say um, and I I really found how parts of our personal relationship of her really being able to um, edit and organize like she's a great organizer in our life I I when I see chaos and everything I get anxiety she loves going through it and it was interesting of seeing how then that worked in, in the business. Like I would like just throw out, you know, the verbiage of what the the course is going to be. And then she just went through and just organized it and edited it. I'm like, oh, that's it. That's beautiful. And and it felt good to work that way as a as a team from our personal strengths into our also business strengths. Absolutely. I mean I think I think that's absolutely that's you're saying it just right. Like I think, you know, it's easy, it would be you know, we get choices, right? We can focus on what the other person doesn't do well or what they do do well. And and I think Corey and I balance each other a lot. You know, I see the things that he does well. There's ways in which he's um, way better at relating to people than I am. You know, mm. he's he can be really like so personal. He's definitely like an extrovert and I'm an introvert. Um, he can be so personable and relatable and ask great questions and get really enthusiastic and um, really um, non-judgmental with people in a really beautiful way, you mm. know, very relatable way and be very vulnerable and 
funny and fun, you know, and I am, I'm really good at um, being, you know, organizing as well, taking all his, you know, excitement and his, he's going to be jumping all over the place and I can help sort of get very organized and very focused in a way that's harder for him. So I think we can make a great, we make a great team in that way, Hmm. you know, and so if I choose to focus on his strengths and how I can balance those strengths with my strengths, then we can really work great together in, in partnership and business. Yeah, that's yeah. a great piece of advice to people is to focus on each other's strengths, not cutting each other down. Because just today I had a couple that worked together and um, what comes out is you're not, I'm doing way more than you. You really don't deserve to be taking credit for what I do. There's a lot of focusing on what is lacking or what is not working as opposed to what is working and what is the strength. Just because somebody puts in 20 more hours doesn't mean that their effort, not their effort, but their the quality that they bring, the gifts that they bring is any better than the other person. And I think when we recognize that, because I know that I... I need to recognize that constantly in my relationship where I think I'm doing so much in our personal life, I'm handling all these things. Instead of looking at what my what Rainbow is bringing into my life that's not the same kind of effort that I'm doing. When I stop that bullshit of tit for tat and really appreciate, it's, it's, a, it's a quantum difference. Oh yeah. And the more I, you know, I, I, Corey says this often, but the more that I acknowledge and focus on what he's doing well and what I appreciate, what he likes, the more he wants to do those things. Exactly. He's a dog. He's a dog. Go, go, totally. go boy, good boy, good boy, do it yeah. again. Yeah. Yes. We just, we just did this little workshop on the five love languages. Mm. It was just like a short little thing. It was really sweet. Um, and his love language, his, his primary love language is, is words of affirmation. And so, um, so he loves to be told like what he's doing well and, Mm -hmm. and that's how he feels loved. So, you know, I've, um, been consciously trying to do that more. That is my least, my least love language. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not that I don't like being told what I do well, but that's not my primary. What is your primary? My my primary is, um, quality time. Mm. Yeah. And so I think that's helpful. You know, that's been, that's helpful to sort of understand how, how we um how we feel loved and what works for us you know that's why you know when he picks up his phone we're having a conversation i get so triggered you know and he needs you know but i realized i had this realization i was like he's picking up his phone so much because he's getting constant affirmation by that phone you know he's constantly texting friends and you know putting on funny gifs for his guy friends i'm sure you get them and uh they're get they're responding in funny ways and he's getting this constant affirmation that he really th- thrives on and and where i'm sort of demanding him to just be you know <laughs> and that's hard for him mm. you know but that's what i what what really makes me feel loved is just his presence and being with me and not being on the phone and doing a million things so so do you get that hit also when you're doing things with business that you're spending quality time with each other, but it's also focused on the business? Do you feel that's quality time if he's present with you in that way? Like if you're going to Home Depot to go buy some pump for, are you enjoying? I do, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mm. do, totally. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. Um, 
Yeah, because I, I like, I kind of feel like we can make anything fun if mm. we're like being with each other and being present with each other, and whether it's like going to Home Depot or talking about, you know, whatever business thing, what kind of molding we're picking up for the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if we're like both, just that's what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's exciting for me. So yeah, so so that, that's helpful too, just to to understand what, yeah, what makes us both feel appreciated and loved. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I know I'm talking a little bit about Corey without him being here, but I'm wondering his upbringing of a working in a family business, a pizzeria, that there is this maybe chip of like, yeah, this is what families do. We we intertwine our lives and we support each other and we make it happen. Do you think that was part of his makeup to have a family business? You know, now that you say it, yeah, probably. I mean... Um, I don't know that he would would have consciously said that's what he did, but oh, I'm going to tell him tonight you, when you, I see him. You that's what you him. did. That's what you did. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what his whole family did, and you know, that was very much. Um, I mean, they're all up in each other's business, personally and professionally, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that absolutely, I would say so. Mm. And they're all, all entrepreneurs, you know. So I think that he really came from that background for sure. And this real, real need to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 To work hard and push and succeed, be successful. And the beauty about the business that you share, it's a healing business that you do, right? It's just, you know, whether it's massage, whether it's somatic experiencing work, whether it's, teaching and or just allowing people to experience what it feels to be in the state of relaxation that's a wonderful gift that you're giving i'm not putting anybody down that sells widgets to a to a a oil tanker or anything like that but there's an added bonus for the the gift and the joy that you're getting out of what it is that you're giving to the world oh yeah i mean you know we have to do what we have to receive and do what we're offering you know i always said the reason i started doing massages because it's a great way to get massages you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's worked out for me given that i get to receive you know from lots of people and they're going to seek my advice on their massage so that's been great and i think that's part of what has made our business successful you know is that we identify these core values and we really live by them truly and and we we you know run our business by them so before we end, I'm just curious yeah. if you had a couple tips for people, little tidbits of like, hey, this is this little tool or this is something that you really need to focus on and my offering to you if you're, if you're partners in life and business. Mm. What would some of those be? Well, for sure, the biggest one has been to really carve out times where you're absolutely not talking about business. So for me, it's like 6 p.m., Corey pushes it to seven usually, but somewhere between six and seven, I'm like, the business day is done. We're like into family time or into dinner time. Unless there's some big emergency, like we're done. And same in the mornings, I try to really like hold sacred, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever it is. Like, this is not business time. This is like, let's, let's be with each other. Let's be with our family. So I think that's been really important. 
course, therapy. We, mm. we, we do lot, yeah. lots of therapy. I think that's, that's wonderful that you do that. Really, really been important mm. for us to just to stay current, stay present with all the little things that happen. And that what you're saying, like not only that enhances your personal life, but it's really good for your business life to be able to oh, yeah. be able to communicate more effectively or to express and process the emotions that come up also around business. Because we, you and I, with with Esalen and having that experience of knowing how beneficial that is to understand that they're so intertwined, and we need to do our, our emotional process in order to really give ourselves in those areas of our lives. If we're doing that with our partner and we're in business with our partner, it's gonna thrive a lot more. Oh, 100%. I mean, I feel like I, I, in some ways, and this is gonna be a little paradoxical to what I just said, but like our private lives and our business lives are not that different in that just it's a different topic we might be focusing on, but how we are with each other doesn't change, you know, when we're at the office mm. and then we come home, we're, we're pretty much, the same with each other. We're we're kind, we're respectful, we use good communication skills, you know. We have our moments, you know, where someone's exhausted and, you know, does something and they're like, oh, okay, that was a little off. But mostly we're the same people all the time. And it's really just a, a matter of like, where do we want to put our attention right now? And so having some choice around that. And I think that's that's what, yeah, I think that's part of what made, has made us successful. And then just having other people around to witness um, us in in that, in our relationship and in our um, business life and bounce the ideas off of and discuss ideas. So it's not just him and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of successful businesses, uh, they, do, they do this well also that I see you when you're having community gatherings or celebrations you're also having it with people you work with also at times so it's you're getting to know each other and being with each other in those celebrations and those personal times not only in the business setting so there's not always this hierarchical aspect with people that that you're working with and i i really commend you of like how you are community people and it's kind of, it's, I see it as a little seamless the way that you're walking through the world with your friends and with your staff and you're treating them very well in the equality that you're talking about with kindness, with awareness, with mindfulness. Thank yeah. you, Prepo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that just comes from our experience at Eslin directly, you know, where there really, there was, I mean, Eslin was maybe a little too much, but you know, where you're really uh, working and living and with the people, all the same people. And, and for me, if I'm, if I'm getting to know the people that I work with and I understand them, it gives me more capacity to have, you know, compassion and more relatable and more, you know, I just, it's, it's so much easier than sort of compartmentalizing them as like, those are just the people I work with. And these are just the people I hang out with. Um, It really allows me to have just more a richer experience and 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 I f- I find that our staff is more loyal mm. because they have a relationship with us. We're not just the boss, you know. Right. Just this part, these people who happen to be their boss that they don't really know. But we really um, strive to show them who we are and live through our values and and so I find that they they have more. There's more commitment, more buy-in, more. 
um, loyalty to the business and collaborating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to also ask this, that I know that the last couple of years have been stressful just in the, in the ramping up of getting the new, the, the new spa up and running. Sometimes for people that, I don't want to say breaks it, but it, it, it cracks, it puts cracks in the relationship. Just curious of how that stress and now the fruition of where it's at and it's running and it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful pregnancy. And how, how, how was that for your relationship? Stressful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there were there were for sure a few times that I was like, "Do I really want to do this? This is really stressful." Um, yeah, I've had my moments of doubt. Like, gosh, maybe I should just step back and let other people, like Corey and Ashley and other people, run the spa and do my own thing because this is stressful. Um, and. Also, you know, one one step at a time. I don't know. You know, we thankfully we have some similar tastes. <laughs> so when it came to picking out paint colors or whatever, you know, um, we were we we pretty much agreed most of the time. There were moments where it was like, okay, there's these fifty doorknobs, pick mm-hmm. one. It was like, oh my God, really? You know, so there was moments where it was just more like annoyances. Annoying like mentally stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't stress your relationship in a way that's like hard to recover. One, I imagine no. because of the regular therapy too, right? Definitely. So you're really keeping real time on the issues, not letting them ferment in resentments and so forth. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, we really, we were really good at, at, at staying clear, staying mm-hmm. current with each other. Like I can't, there's, there's very little I can look back in my 20 year relationship and feel resentful about, um, there's only one thing that comes to mind. What's <laughs> going? What is it? What is it? I'm. It's. I am a little embarrassed to say, but so I wanted this really small wedding, right? And my mom's like, I wanted a little intimate small wedding, and Corey reminded me. He reminds me frequently that I married an Italian, and there's like no such thing when you marry an Italian. So we had this huge festival of a. <laughs> He wanted to be celebrated, right? <laughs> Words of affirmation all over and for I many people. I ended up with a giant headache in the middle of it. I was like, oh <laughs> mm. my God, I'm so overwhelmed. This is so overwhelming. Um, so that must that's my only. So thing. your your recommitment <laughs> ceremony that you had, but had, then yeah. did you have more of what you wanted? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Just, it was just him and I and yeah. a few strangers and it was very intimate and that was beautiful nice. so yeah so i got, got a little that. redo yeah I got a little redo, yeah but, but no i don't look back and i don't think oh i resent this or that like i just we we really strive to stay current and not let those little things build up you know Good. yeah so that yeah. to me is a piece of advice of like Let's stay current stay don't current. let things build up no good yeah good. and and yeah and i i, I mean we Really, I think we just respect each other, too. You know, I, I, I can, I can happily say that the reason why I knew Corey was my partner was because I really didn't feel the need to want to change him or make him any different. You know, I was like, wow, this is new. All my mm. other boyfriends, I wanted to change, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to change him. I'm just, you know, I, I, I respect him. I respect who he is. I respect his quirkiness and. Even the things that annoy me, it's like, you know, there's always going to be something. So mm-hmm. uh, 
they were all within my tolerance level. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Robin. Hey, thank you, Prepo. Yeah, this is sweet. That's awesome. Great. Mm -hmm. So great to talk with you always. Yeah. And I'm going to be hanging out with your boy tonight. I heard. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you guys have fun. Yeah. Good. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thanks. Relationships. Let's talk about it is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit prepo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.